0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of
1: inspiration.
0: Hello to all. Welcome to Divas of Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each one of you listeners. And if you cannot hear it in my voice, you should, but I am just overly excited today to have with me a brand new diva, Leanne Mountain, and she is going to speak about how animals companion our heart to guide us through the journey of grief, loss, and death. And, oh, my, this is something we all deal with. So, Leanne, could I please have you introduce yourself to our listeners today?
1: Sure. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, everybody, too. I'm I'm very excited to be here, too. Uh, My name is Leanne, and we are located in central Alberta in Canada. And we're enjoying a beautiful fall right now before the snow hits us. And I've been a, a holistic natural health practitioner with cranial sacral therapy and reflexology for quite a few years now. And everything that we do is all really held in a hug of of our animals, with our animal-assisted learning programs and our animal team.
0: Oh, and, oh! How I love that! How it's your animal team, and everything you do is with that team. They are, they are with you. They're the ones that are helping you in this journey to help others. Oh, I love that! How you call them your team? That is incredible.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I, go ahead. Oh, uh, I just I think they do. They I just get to help them. I think more, more than. Oh. Than they know, or they help me. Sorry, they're the leaders. I'm their co-facilitator and follow their lead because they're pretty. They're pretty amazing.
0: Oh uh-huh. yes, they are and definitely. I always uh, kid my husband and I. I tell say, "Yep, our animals are with us. They're our managers here today, and now we'll <laughs> do the work, and they can manage on how to do it and give us direction." <laughs> That is very true,
1: <laughs>
0: and they're all very helpful. I just love it, and they they bring so much into our lives. It is just, it is just amazing. It, it I always say they're not just in my life; they are my life because that's what they bring into me is my life, and they just bring the energy and the vibrations, and I just love it. They are just incredible. <laughs> I 100% well, agree. Oh, well, as we kind of go to our topic on how animals companion our heart to guide us through the journey, the sad times basically is what I'm going to kind of call it too because the grief, loss, and uh, these are, it is sad times. So how in you with uh, with your training and with your animal team, how do you help others deal with some of the sadness in their life to cope better?
1: Uh, we have a few of our, of our team members. So out at the farm, we have our horses, and then mm-hmm. uh, we have our dog as well. So there's two pieces to that. Our, our therapy dog passed away in April this year. Uh, but he was an amazing sniffer of tears and it didn't matter how quiet you cried or somebody cried and tried to hide that sadness he he just totally knew and would come from anywhere in the house to find find that person and be with them so like that that alone was was pretty magical and and now that he's passed on he's still he's still human spirit um, and now we have a puppy who is kind of enjoying her puppyhood right now while she's learning about life so and she's the cuddliest it, she's got cute factor so it's pretty hard to resist when she comes into the room with what. With what she brings. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then we also have a, a big bunny team. So I've been teaching in schools uh, a mindfulness wellness program to children, and we bring in our bunnies. And our bunnies are not little. So our bunnies are anywhere between 15 to 18 pounds, being the Flemish Giants. And uh, so they're pretty substantial when they hop Mm -hmm. into the classroom. (laughs) And so just, yeah, they're they're our team of animals. And and being small, they're portable, so we can bring them with us wherever Mm -hmm. we go. And how they help is, oh, my goodness, they're just, they just know. They just, they're in their heart, and they just, no, and they they don't judge us. They will just be with us, and I think that is the biggest gift. Is sometimes as humans we forget how to ge to just be with instead of fixing. fix it
0: Uh mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, animals are their true selves, and like you said, they don't judge us. They're they they don't care what we look like. That day, they don't care if we're like I know in schools a lot. There's peer pressure. They they love each one of us. They're not looking at the peer pressure or the little things that us humans seems to seem to nit and pick on one another. They love us unconditionally. And if we could only follow their example, I always say, what a beautiful world this would be.
1: It would be, and that's that's not only nitpicking at each other's, but um, we we're pretty good at nitpicking at our own selves, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. They help us to. They're just very accepting.
0: Yes, yes, I I hear you completely. I mean, I know, my I have three horses, and one of them he is a kisser. And a lot of times I'll I'll come up even off the fence, and there he stands. I say, "What you need, Gray?" And he comes up and he just kisses you, and then that then he walks away. He's like, "Okay, I gave you my kiss of love. Now, now I'm off and going again." And it's just a feeling from them animals that it just brings the energy that they give you, and knowing that they love you unconditionally. And I think that is that is just incredible. And do you find that unconditional love with them something very important in helping people to heal and go on their journey through the sadness they deal with in life?
1: I, I do. The unconditional uh, piece is, when I think of it, it's just this big, free-flowing heart. And, and like you just said with Gray, he can just come up and give you a kiss and then be done. So it's all of maybe three seconds of that time that he's given and then he's he's given it to you. You fill up and then he walks away with you know, with no expectations. I would have a horse that would be like, Yeah, I'll give you a kiss for a cookie. So um, <laughs> there's their personalities all differ so much so much with that and and unconditional, there isn't a whole lot of there's a whole lot of examples I think in our world, and that are as as gentle as an animal can be with us in our heart. And yeah, they just they're such a good reminder.
0: Oh, that they definitely are. I I have a red healer, which anybody that looks at my robust lifestyles will see my dog because he he is just. I tell everybody he knows me better than anybody else, and we can look in each other's eyes and just. know what we're thinking it's just unbelievable how they they're just in your heart and they understand you and they are not they don't expect everything like a lot of times adults do or people humans do they don't expect anything just your love and concern for them and i just i it is yeah it is just beautiful
1: Well, it's pretty amazing yeah they don't have an expectation the way that us humans put on our own self they just are the way they are and they mm -hmm. you just deal with it so yeah they don't they don't have to make uh, excuses or anything for the way that they are and I think that that's a nice a nice lesson for us to see too they're they have their personality and they are a dog or they are a rabbit and everything that comes with that species. And so we are human and we have a whole lot of stuff that comes with being human. Yes. And it's okay. It's, def- <laughs> it's
0: all right, definitely. That's just, that's part of our makeup. And uh, when we can find tools that can help us deal with different things like, Moving through the sadness, like you talk we've talked about what a great way to be able to help others. I'm sure your what you do is very rewarding to be able to see like going into the classrooms and doing these mindfulness and wellness classes with the children. What a rewarding feeling it must be to see them relate to them little bunnies, not little bunnies to your big bunnies. <laughs>
1: It, we had one experience, and and I kind of owe, well, I owe a lot of our our grief and and loss and death programming to our Bunny Potter. So we had a team, and it was Harry mm-hmm. Potter and Ron Weasley, and they mm-hmm. we are pretty big Harry Potter fans here, and and Potter was retired, so we taught. We mainly taught grade four classrooms and um the one the one morning uh Potter was retired. However Ron and his buddy Apollo still went to see the grade four kids. And mm-hmm. we knew Potter was he was old and we knew that his moment was coming at any time and we just he was happy and eating and healthy. He was just just old. And I Mm -hmm. went out to pack up the bunnies the one morning to head to grade four class. And Potter had passed early in the morning. And Mm -hmm. it was actually that sort of like, I don't know what the word would be, like opened up everything where as we sat in the grade fours, I lost my marbles a little bit and had quite an upsetting morning. And my husband, I phoned, and I told him Potter passed, and he said, you need to go to the class anyway. Just, you need to go. They need you, and go. So, thank goodness tears do slow down, and we are (laughs) able to sometimes breathe our way back to, you know, being in the moment. And we packed up Ron and, and his rabbit friend and went to school and it was there, I had three grade, I had four grade four classrooms, actually. So we had over a 100 students that we were teaching over the course of a oh, wow. week. Uh-huh. And when we sit, we we do in our program, we teach techniques on keeping ourselves healthy. So we do breathing and mindfulness tools. And we had practiced those. But that day, our whole class plan went out the window and we sit in a circle around the bunnies and that's how we have our bunny time. And mm-hmm. I shared the news of Potter's passing and I was pretty, still pretty teary. And then in our circle, we talked about if we had ever lost somebody or something that that we loved. And I was so surprised that every bunny... Every child, every teacher, by the age of grade, uh, by the age of grade four, grade like eight years old or so, nine, mm-hmm. we had mm-hmm. all lost. Every single human in there had lost wow. someone or a pet, and and we talked about it. There was siblings, there was grandmas and parents and fish, and there was so much. And I didn't really realize how, just by that tender age in grade four, that that death and loss is is already quite experienced. And so, okay. it was it was that conversation and the kids, the joy and the tears and all of the support that came out when we were sharing about oh. who we lost. And mm-hmm. the friend said, "I didn't know that you lost your sister. Or I didn't know that you your your grandma had oh. passed away. So it was just so beautiful to see so much support. And kids mm-hmm. get it. They they're so they're so beautiful when you know when it comes to having an opportunity to talk from their heart. Right. And that's what our right. That's what our bunnies do. They help them. They help them oh, with their hearts.
0: Right. Oh, what a beautiful story! And I'm, I'm sure it helped you because that's just what you needed to hear in that moment, from what you had just gone through that morning. And it helped each one of the child because each one of the children because sometimes, maybe us as adults. We kind of overlook that they're they're dealing with it also, and mm-hmm. sometimes the children don't quite show it. They show it in a different way, and so being able like that, and what a beautiful, beautiful way that each one of the other children were consoling the others and giving their comfort and love to them when this all came, when they came, the truth all came out. That is beautiful also. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah,
1: well we we don't have to hide it. That's that's the beautiful yeah. part of it is it's not something that we have to hide. We're in a we're pretty grief phobic society, and and mm-hmm. it, there's just there's room for this. It's normal. It's healthy, and it it doesn't just go away in in an hour or three days. And, and I just really think that. That we have to, we have to teach and honor and 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 talk about this because if something is alive, it's going to die, and that's that is the season and that is the way it is. So Mm -hmm. embrace that and talk about that.
0: Oh yes, well and just like what you said and also sadness comes in different ways maybe some of the kids have it, have experienced having to move from one school to another or yeah. some, some big life change in their life has happened that has maybe just changed everything that they were used to or they had to move from one neighborhood to another and find all new friends I mean that that is it's to me it's sadness just in different ways. That, as if we can share it with others, to me, it's a growing journey rather than so much of a setback. You can learn and grow from it when you share it with others.
1: And it's that whole thing that we're not alone in this, and that is perfect. Every different kinds of loss, whether they're whether it is a move from a home or a school, um, the pandemic has set, I don't even know, the high jump for, for loss, and it was kind of within my own family. Our, our kids are older, high school, our daughter graduated this past June, and you want to talk about loss when grade 12 kids are trying to head out into the world, and colleges and school is shut down, and grad, and even from the parents perspective Mm -hmm. you know we had to watch it on our tv which i'm being very honest i cried for the whole thing because we weren't there to scream and yell and cheer and jump and and um, so there are kids right now and they're adults but kids um this pandemic has really really made a whole new world of loss for them Mm -hmm. sports and friends and grandmas, visiting grandmas and grandpas. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of losses.
0: Yes. Yes, there is. It comes in all different forms and all different ways, just like you said, even with the graduation and just all different things, the sports and even like The ones that are going on to college, there's activities they haven't been able to participate in and different things like that because of the pandemic. So it's all sadness comes in all different forms. There's so true it is. Definitely.
1: Well, I have to ask, Leanne, how did you how did you feel? How did you
0: become so passionate? about this about helping others deal with the sadness in their lives was there a moment that happened that made you feel that this was your passion and this is where you needed to be in order to work with your team and help others
1: yeah it's it's kind of been a lifelong uh, journey i've had animals my whole life and graduated and went to went to College for my animal health technology diploma, Mm -hmm. so I've always been in the animal with animals. But there, when I was 16, I got my first horse, and I worked my butt off to to get him. And Mm -hmm. uh, his name was Cougar. So he he didn't to me have I didn't get enough time. He was I got him as a just about a two-year-old, and then he passed away when he was 10. So it, everything that I do is because of, of him. So in his life, he went to college with me. He was it. He was everything. And then in 2000, he passed. He died, actually. Uh, like he, he, he had an injury. It was a freak accident, and mm-hmm. and died. We had to call it. We did everything. We did surgery and everything, but he did end up being mm-hmm. euthanized. And mm-hmm. it was in his his life that the program was created for what he taught me. And in his death, uh, trying to to heal myself with his death, I found mm-hmm. craniosacral therapy and I ended up becoming a craniosacral therapist because it helped me so much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mm-hmm. said I, I crash-landed into a safe space in in which I found craniosacral therapy and, and animals and nature. So that was always kind of a... That was always a a go-to automatically. See, I can't even think of the word because it's just (laughs) so (laughs) normal. Oh, wow.
0: So it was really your horse cougar that led you on this journey. Oh, that is just beautiful. And I want to share with our listeners and won't Be sure and post your website, but just go to her website under my story, and you will see the love and the happiness that they shared. Because it's it's in their eyes in the picture on there. It is it is breathtaking. It is absolutely beautiful. So, oh, how beautiful! That's that's just incredible. Yes, and I understand what you're saying. That was a short period of time for him to be with you, but he was. But I always say they're they're put there for a reason, and uh, he lives with you in spirit, and he's everywhere you go.
1: He is. Thank you, Joyce. Yeah, he's he's there. He's just it's, not, it's yeah. kind of like the sunshine. He's automatically there.
0: <laughs>
1: definitely, definitely. Well, you mentioned cranial
0: sacral therapy. I might not. Can you explain just? Kind of little brief explanation of what that means to our listeners with some might be going what what what, what is that exactly
1: yes um there's so the scientific version of it uh, our cranium sacral system is the membranes mm-hmm. that surround our brain and our spinal cords, and it's a so within that membrane is our spinal fluid. And the emptying and filling within this membrane system is what creates a craniosacral rhythm. And so that's our body is doing this, whether we're thinking about it or not, and it nourishes our central nervous system, our brain, and um, and so that's, in, then it creates this rhythm. So the the sacral therapist listens very gently with their hands to listening stations on the body, and if there is a restriction or just like a, a restriction or an injury, just something that may be off, that is how our body guides the therapist to that spot and says, hey, come and work on this knee over here just because maybe the rhythm was a little bit slower or Mm -hmm. a little bit quieter. And so that's how we're guided. So it's what Dr. Upledger, he's through the Upledger Institute is where I took my training. He calls our inner physician out of body wisdom And like our higher self so that the body knows and our inner physician helps guide as well. So my job is to listen to what Mm -hmm. your body is saying and allow the story within that injury or that part of the body to be told, to be heard and listened to. And then you and your body and your inner physician, you get to do the releasing in your own way or the rewriting of that event or the story. So it can be a mm-hmm. physical injury, emotional. Um, it's all connected, um, mushed up into okay. one. So it, it's a, a beautiful light touch modality. Mm-hmm. That allows the body to facilitate its own healing. I'm just a co-facilitator. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, that—that that was a great explanation. I bet we could do almost a whole show on, on it and reflexology, talking about experiences that you've had with different people. Oh, wow, that is beautiful. Wow, I that is awesome.
1: <laughs> yes, and. Well, at the farm here, sorry, Joyce interrupted. No, you're um, fine. At the uh-huh. farm, we do like our our animals are also involved in the craniosacral therapy session. So you you do lay on a table, a massage table. You leave your clothes on, and my cat, my Junie, will join in, and Amigo used to. The puppy is still in training. Otherwise. You know eventually she'll be able to control her happiness and <laughs> be in the room <laughs> um so and we do it with our horses as well, so we'll set up our massage table out in the pasture, and the horses become a part of the the therapy they're the therapists as well.
0: Oh my goodness, girl, that is just beautiful. Oh, I can just I, I'm an, I'm envisioning that right now and I'm going Oh, what a relaxing and feel good environment. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's incredible. Oh. Lamb, I knew this interview would absolutely fly by and it has it is oh my goodness. I this is just such incredible interv- information that you have shared and shared about your life and what you do. And I am going to ask you as fast as this went, will you please return where we can chat so much more? I don't think I top hardly touched on one or two items that I was going to <laughs> chat with you about today.
1: I would love to. I I would love to. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. Oh, I just want to
0: thank you so much for being my guest today and I I'm going to tell the listeners, they heard it too, that Lan will be back maybe in December. We can bring you back on and we can chat about some more things of your experience with all of your teammates. I love it. It was just beautiful.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. It's my face hurts from smiling. almost, so thank you. <laughs> It's just it's fun to think to think about all those all the critters and people and there's a lot of good stuff out there in our world. Yes, there is.
0: Oh yes. Oh, what a beautiful phrase to end. I love that land. <laughs> well, I wanna tell you to have an absolutely beautiful day until we chat again on robust lifestyles.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much and to you as well.
0: Oh, you are so welcome, and thanks right back at you. (laughs) And I do want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this absolutely amazing interview with our incredible new diva, Leanne Mountain. And she said she will be back, so in December, be sure and watching for her return on Robust Lifestyles. Please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasacare.com. Have an absolutely magical day. Remember, be kind to all, give your animals that big extra hug, and share all your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy.